This is Shudders Inc. with Bruce Williams and Glenn Lavender. Hi, and welcome to episode 535 no, of Understanding hi. Dark Table. <laughs> Uh, this is not understanding Duck Table. What am I talking about? It's awesome. This Inc. is the best beginning ever. <laughs> That's as good as it gets, people. Uh, episode well, 535 of Shutters Inc. This is Bruce Williams garbage. from ShuttersIncPodcast.com. And that there, talking all over the top of me, as usual, is Mr. Glenn Are Lavender from CreativePhotoWorkshops.com.au. When I first dialed into you, it had no audio, and you sounded so much better. <laughs> There we go. Yeah. It's much harder to talk over the top of you when you're actually you know, audible. You know, where it's, it's much easier to talk over the top of you when I can't hear you. Yeah, exactly. But I'll still give it a good college try, don't worry Of course about you will. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been? It's been a month. It's been a month. No, it's been like four weeks. <laughs> Something close to that. Yeah. Um, why has it been a month? Well, I was away we for a record last week, week we? and a half. And then, oh, that's right, you went away on the road trip. Yep, um, no one noticed. No one noticed. No, nobody noticed. That's it. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> uh, and then last week, uh, I was I was crook as a dog, and I reached out to you at the last minute, and we couldn't organise anything. So it well, just I didn't was happen. out. Yeah, I was that's out on the road right. when you. Yeah, so it wasn't my fault for once. Yeah, I thought right. it was <laughs> when you posted on Sunday saying no episode. I thought it was my fault. <laughs> yeah, it's just guilt. So I think you've seen Midnight Oil since we spoke last? Twice. How was it? Uh, and I also saw Kevin Borich. Oh, nice. The Kevin Borich Express. Express. Yeah. Uh, front row, so so close that my ears were hurting by the second song. Right. You know, I mean, I literally, I mean, I literally, I could, I'm, I'm, his, his foot is about a foot away from me. Right. That's pretty darn close, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but he's short. He's a short little fella, so he was only up to my eyes, yeah. His, <laughs> his foot was about where my chin is, and then my, his face <laughs> is about where my eyes are. He's very, very he's a little fella. Um, right. Now, the oils were they were okay. Yeah. I mean, the the first show, the ten, which was their 1098 album, yep. um, uh, in, in reverse. Yeah, in its entirety, yeah. In its entirety, plus a bunch of other songs, was pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Uh, they were very relaxed. Uh, they, they seemed to be because it's like almost the last ever concerts, and yeah. so they, they were just kind of chill and relaxed. And I think they had a good vibe about it because of that. Yeah. And we were reasonably close. Yeah, they were like ten rows back from the front, so it was nice. Yeah, nice. So that was all good. And um, you know, I take it very skeptically when artists say that they are retiring. Yeah, I mean, how many farewell know. concerts has Crowded House done, and how many farewell oh, concerts know, yeah. has John Farnham done, and and Kiss? I saw the, the most recent of all the farewell show, shows just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, we'll see, see how many more of those I have to live through. <laughs> um, they they say, yeah, I think the only time they'll get together would be for some sort of charity type event. Right. Which would make sense to me. That would do something or some major political event yeah. where they feel they need to exert their voice. So that was pretty good. As you may or may not know, I have a fairly long-standing tradition about concert T-shirts. Yes, uh, and that you're not allowed to wear concert band T-shirts. Right. And, you, and it, well, first up, you're not allowed to listen to the band you're seeing that night, <laughs> any time during the day. Yeah. Because you, and I was talking to my music teacher, my guitar teacher, the day of the ten nine eight show, and he agreed with me. Yeah, right. So a music professional agreed you should not listen to the band you're going to see on the day you're seeing them, because it will wear out your ears and yep. reduce your expectation. Unless you're seeing a band you don't really know. Yes. So then you try to familiarise yourself yep. with it. With yep. the, so that's okay. So we both. Um, 
he liked my philosophy on the no t-shirt no so the reason for those who don't know you can't wear a band you can't wear the t-shirt from the concert because all you're saying is look i'm at this concert and it's like yeah we know because you're in front of us and we can see you <laughs> and you can't wear older t-shirts because all you're trying to say is look how much longer i've liked the band than you have okay so they're all statements but, and you can't wear another band's t-shirt uh, because she's saying, I'd rather see this band than that band, <laughs> right? And then my guitar teacher said, the only exception he has to that rule, and I, for, for a moment, he almost had me convinced, yeah. uh, was that you can listen, you can wear a band T-shirt of a band that you know the band is really into, right? But then I'm saying, no, you're being really pretentious. And you're looking at me, I know more about the band than you do because I know they're like this band. So that doesn't work. So I have to go about that when I see him in a couple of weeks' time. Um, so, so, But I know my mate Adam, who I go to all of these concerts yeah. with, uh, would wear a T-shirt. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it would be... Um, Metallica or so some and it was, it was by chance it was Metallica yeah so I, I decided I'd go and make my own band t-shirt right so I went and bought a white t-shirt and a black marker and a black and a red marker actually and instead of 10987654321 I did the alphabet backwards from J down to A because I'd rather do my ABCs than my 123s and instead of, and, and the band instead of Midnight Oil there were Noon Petrol you know it's, Straight over everybody's head. I was impressed with myself. Did not, did not work anywhere else. Um, oh, so that, that kind of failed miserably. So, so, th- so then the the third, the Wednesday night show. That was a Monday night. The Wednesday night show had this massive buff-headed guy in front of me, right? And followed by an even bigger buff-headed guy in front of him, right? So a double buff. Yeah, and uh, and there were the, the types of fans I don't like, yeah, but, yeah. which is pretty much all of them. Yeah, um, I don't like any other, fan. but yeah, they're just oh, they were. I talking. Yeah, they'd lean over and talk to his mate every at least twice every song. Jeez. Yeah, plus I don't get I don't get people who have to go up and get beer all the time yeah. at a show. But you you seeing this band in this case this is Midnight Oil's last ever show in Melbourne. You're ever going to see them in Melbourne theoretically. Yeah. And you have to go out five times during the concert to get beers. Yeah. Right? And then three times go to the toilet because of the beers. Yeah. Right? So you're missing a third of the show. Yeah. I do not. Like when we were at the Kiss concert a few weeks ago, these, again, buffets in front of us, went off to get beers as Gene Simmons blows his flame. Yeah, it's right. one of the iconic parts yeah. of the show you want yeah. to see. And they miss it because they went off to get beer. Yeah, right. Is alcohol really that important? No. No. Yeah, and I just, I just, I just, and it's like when you get the movies these days, and people get up and walk out fourteen times through the movie to get stuff. Yeah, and they go, I don't understand. It's not like you're in the lounge room; you can't be Exactly. So, so then I did see. So then, so then, so I saw those big. They were in a small venue, which is good, but yeah, it was still like a two thousand seater, so medium sized venue. Then I saw Kevin Burrich in probably a two hundred seater. Oh wow! uh, Which which is good. Which is uh, small club. Yep. Yeah, and and for those who don't know, Kevin Burrich is he's just a he's a seventies and eighties sort of blues rock. Yep. Um, pop, yep. not, not quite so pop, but blues rock sort of player. Great guitarist, so never been a huge fan, never had much of a top, but a friend was down from Sydney, especially to see the show, so me oh, and wow. I went along with him. Right. And, and, and his, his guitar playing was, was excellent, so that kind of made it interesting, even if I didn't know the tunes. Mm-hmm. And then I saw another concert, especially live streamed 
not exactly just for me, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a member of a thing called the Instant Fan Club for They Might Be Giants. <laughs> okay. A, a limited membership, um, exclusive, you get all this exclusive stuff, like they, they send you ex- exclusive songs that never released anywhere. Wow. You, you, like, you get um, also, uh, but they also do a live stream of concert just for you guys. Right. So, we got, so I've got to see that on Sunday morning as well. So I've had a, a week of concerts. There's four concerts in a week. Wow. To, to, I couldn't really quite replicate the being there experience, but I did stick two speakers to my ears to try and make them hurt uh, a little bit as well. But, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I've had a big big week of music, basically. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And your trip, how was you, you went up to where? You went up to... We basically circumnavigated New South Wales. Oh. Uh, what I didn't realise until we were halfway through the trip was that Paula and James, who live in Sydney, had pretty yeah. much never been anywhere west of the Blue Mountains. Really? Yeah. So for the blew them away, did it? It did. So you know they, you know, for them, the idea of seeing kangaroos in the wild and seeing emus in the wild was quite a novel experience. Which wow, you know, for and me, and they're Australian. Yes, they lived here their whole lives. Yes, yeah. Mm. So the people um, you associate <laughs> So we we drove uh, out to parks on the first day, uh, spent the night in parks, and then the second day we drove across the Hay Plains to a little town called Balranald, and then hung a right there and went up to the Mungo National Park. And how did you enjoy that? Loved it, absolutely yeah. loved it. We could it. meet there one time. We could. It's got about half half. It would be about half half, wouldn't it? Yeah. Could have um, there and do a shoot for a couple of days or something. Yeah. If I'm not dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, if I'm dead, let's not do it. Yeah, let's not. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, one of the things that I wanted to see was the walls of what they call the walls Jericho. of China. Oh, uh, which is this sand and rock formation on the eastern side of. What is now a dry can I just, can lake? I just check something? Yeah, Whilst sure. I'm interrupting you like this, can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so Lake Mungo dried out about ten thousand so years ago. If I was to say ago. something now, that would be interrupting you to be able to hear that. Yes, it would. Okay. And what you've got down the eastern side is this crescent-shaped. Uh, so I was talking. I didn't hear where you were. Sand and rock thing that runs for about twenty kilometres down the side of what was this massive lake. And what's interesting is that the walls, as they are called, and you'll see when you look at the photos why they're called that, are actually moving at about a metre and a half a year because oh. because the winds that come Towards across... Towards you or away from you? Well, it depends which side you stand. Ah. Uh, so the winds come across from the west, blow all the sand up over the top and deposit it on the eastern side. So the whole thing is moving eastward gradually, year by year. And what is happening is that as the sand is being removed from the western side flank, it's exposing more and more archaeological remains. Now, for those who don't know, I I, I have to say, the tour we did was led by an Indigenous person, and it was amazing. She knew so much of the, the Aboriginal history, and I came away with a newfound respect for the Indigenous peoples of this land. Um, well, so you didn't have any before, is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm not saying What are you saying, Bruce? <laughs> Bruce, I didn't know you were like that. Uh, look, I, I will confess, I grew up in a very racist little town in Western Australia. Really? And, you know... Named I, after you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> or the other way around. 
<laughs> and it has taken me, you know, a, a large part of my life to shake off that, you know, built-in racism. And, wow. And, and this... I'm not saying I was racist until a week ago. I, I was not, but yes, yeah, still, still racist. But, <laughs> I'm still racist. <laughs> but no, I, I absolutely came away from this uh, tour with just just absolutely blown away. And for for people outside of Australia who may not know, uh, the oldest human remains ever found have been on on planet Earth have been found at Lake Mungo. That's a, that's it. I just have to clarify. Yep. What ancient human remains have been found not on planet Earth? Uh, good question. For listeners, I want clarity. I simply wanted to clarify that I didn't just mean in Australia. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so the oldest human remains to date are, are dated to around about fifty to 60,000 years. But what I didn't realise was that there is now evidence that humans were in the Lake Mungo region as much as 120,000 years ago, which makes the Indigenous Australians the longest surviving culture of any culture anywhere in the world. You know, we think of the Egyptian Empire lasting for 3,000 years and think that was amazing. And then you um, hear... Just, just so you know, yeah. I think it is only Australia. Okay. Because the oldest remains known for anatomically modern humans as of 2017 yeah. are in uh, Morocco of about 360,000 years. Oh, wow. Uh, so, okay. Well, thank you for the clarification. That's all right. But, yeah, definitely. definitely I, I think they're... Yeah. Out there, maybe. oh, it is. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, you know. And and she, you know, on this tour, she was saying, you know, what we're seeing here, this discoloration, is uh, remnants of an ancient campfire. Uh, and you know, and she was basically telling us how old all of these different things that she was pointing out were. And and Kath and I both came away and went, we're so glad we did the tour because if you'd done it by yourself. You would have just walked around and yeah, just not yeah. even not even noticed this slight discoloration in the sand, and and given it any credence. Well, why would you? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they could be making it up. <laughs> yes, mate. I mean, look. I mean, are you going to doubt them? Yeah. Are you going to doubt anybody? Oh, this person. They told you it was the oldest oldest remains on the planet Earth. They didn't mention the ones found not on planet Earth. <laughs> And yeah, you see that see that rock over there? Yeah, well that yeah. You can make, you can see it. I, mean, you can, I, I must say, on a few chores, I have had a few people astray on similar. <laughs> we make up stuff on the day. Anyway, so it, it was great. We we absolutely loved it. Um, I took a heap of photos. From there, we went up to Burke. We uh, sorry, not Burke, Broken Hill. Uh, we had two nights, uh, two days, three nights in Broken Hill. Nice. While we were there, we had about 20 mils of rain, which is stuff all. You know, yeah, that's well, nothing. Well, it's a lot for those places. Exactly. And our next port of call was meant to be Whitecliffs. Oh, and so the next was a port. All the, the, the roads water. all the roads into Whitecliffs are dirt. Yeah. And Boy, 20, mils, 20 mils of rain was enough to cut the town off completely. Wow. And we we had checked the... Now, was it really cut off or they're just not wanting you to go there? They're putting up signs. They put up signs saying road closed. And I did <laughs> actually speak... To, road closed to races. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did speak to a council guy at Broken Hill, and yeah. he said, look, 
we yeah because because the the first day we were in broken hill the road out to silverton was cut and uh when we when we were trying to drive out there we came to you know this sign that said road closed and there was these two council guys sitting in the truck and so i went over and i said is the road to silverton not bitumized all the way and he said yeah it is he said but there are causeways where there is water over the road yeah he said you can you can go past the sign he said but you need to understand two things one your insurance will not cover you because the road is officially closed so if you get into trouble you're going to be footing the bill yourself good advice and two we will not be allowed to come and help you should you get stuck in flood water because the road is officially closed so i was like oh okay but he said look there is traffic coming through from silverton so it can't be too bad he said probably best to come back in a couple of hours and check so sure enough a couple hours later the road was open and we got to go to silverton so what we did was when we were ready to leave broken hill we checked the new south wales roads app uh for road closures and it said that the road from wilcannia up to whitecliffs was open and of course the road from broken hill to wilcannia is all bitumen that's a 150 odd k so we said okay let's head off to wilcannia and then we'll go up the road from there to whitecliffs so we get all the way to Wilcannia, only to find the dirt road to Whitecliffs <laughs> is closed. So at that point, we had to ring Whitecliffs, uh, the hotel that we were booked into, and say, look, guys, we're really sorry, we can't make it. All the roads are shut. So we're sitting there by the banks of the now well and truly swollen Darling River, which I'd never seen with so much water in it ever. Wow. Uh, it's completely burst its banks at Wilcannia and we we decided okay where do we go and so we decided on the spur of the moment let's go to burke so did you go to burke or back at burke both so so we had to do the you know 250 kilometers across to cobar and then hang a left and up to burke and of course you get up to burke and the the river has broken its banks there as well awesome uh it was uh so awesome in fact that the paddle steamer tour that we were hoping to do couldn't run because there was too much water in the river oh wow so because it basically meant that the uh clearance under the bridge was too oh, shallow wow. for the paddle steamer to get through so How amazing is that? yeah so um it was either that or the fact that the uh, I think potentially the jetty where you got onto the paddle steamer may have been yeah. underwater as well, yes. so that could have also been an issue. <laughs> Maybe the flow is too much for the paddle steamer to and that counteract as well. Possible. Yeah. So, so wow. yeah, so we spent a couple of nights in Burke. And what was that like? Good? It was good. I'd been there with Max uh, back in 2009, uh, so it was the first time I'd been there in 13 years, but uh, neither Kath nor Paul or James had ever been nor, there. Nor the city slickers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so we did a... Oh, oh, so you asked about where we had gone on this road trip, right? So yeah. it, was, it was supposedly a, a New South Wales road trip. We're not sure what to this one's depth of information. But, but while, we, while we were at Broken Hill, Paula and James decided they'd like to do a drive out to Coburn, which is on the right. South Australian border. So we drove out there and we took photos of the border sign saying, you know, South Australia, New South Wales. And so then when we got to Burke, we looked at the map and went, it's only 130 k's to the Queensland border, so we drove to the Queensland border. <laughs> and, I did like your photo of that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. And so then um, while we were there doing that, James said, God, if only we'd gone from, you know, Balranald down to the Victorian border, we could have made it a four-state tour. Oh. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so from... Of- 
From Burke, we then headed down to Orange and had a couple of nights there, and from there we headed home. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And you were in just normal vehicle. Yeah, so he was in a WRX with its super hard suspension and low-profile oh, tyres. <laughs> I did not envy him that one bit. Uh, and I was in the Fairlane, which has you know a long wheelbase and high-profile tyres and just floats over the bumps. So, uh, and is that, is that, that your dad? That's not your dad's yes, car, is it? Yes, yeah. Is yeah, it but, with, with the new, newly installed wood panels? That's the one. Uh, you got them all done? I got them all done. And they look okay? They look fantastic. I'm so really? happy with it. Wow, well done you. I should actually... Actually, I think I've got a photo on I'm my not that interested. phone. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I will flick them to just you. Hold, no, just hold it up to your screen now. You can, and I'll look at it on your phone. That's, you're, you're expecting me to actually find them that quickly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, th- th- there you go. That's that's them sitting on the chair. Oh, bef- that looks pretty good. Oh, so they're, they're only little things. They're not like full-size half-door panels or anything. Oh, well, they're about just bits of trim. F- 50 centimetres long, 55 centimetres thereabouts. Yeah, but I'm a little bit high. Oh, not only long, about five uh, centimetres. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was thinking you'd do a half-door panels. No, 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 no. Oh, no. it's just the trim. Yeah. It just sits below the windowsill on yeah, each okay. door. So it looks like it's sort of like a kind of tiger eye pattern kind of thing going on there. I think that's just because of the lighting. Um, okay. Yeah, so I'm really happy with the way they came well up. Well done, you. Yeah, thank what you. A, what, a, what a job. What a, what a little <laughs> tribute to your dad, do you? <laughs> Absolutely. Know, at the end of the day. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and while I was driving around the state, the automatic transmission, you know, typical oh, oh. T-bar automatic, you yeah. know, gear shift, I happened to notice that around that is another piece of that wood panel that's still got oh, the original no. print, so now I've got to get that off. Because <laughs> I need um, to have it match. <laughs> of course. You can't have the curtains not match the drapes. No, the carpet. <laughs> exactly. Dear, dear, dear. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, so that's uh, that was the last couple of weeks for me. So <laughs> it sounds like, it sounds like a, a, a. Oh, it was a, a great trip. trip. Really yeah. loved it. Loved it. So no, I'm, I'm I'm off up to uh, South Australia next week myself. Actually, oh. um, to I'm going to a houseboat for a few oh, days. Nice with my, with my brother who's and his wife who are over from England. And my sister and her husband, right? And me and, and me and the kids. So it's the first holiday me, my sister, and my brother have been on together since I was about ten. Wow. Yeah. So. And which river are you on? The mighty Murray. Yeah. Right. From where so, to where? Uh, upstream a bit. Turn around. Downstream a bit. Right. So departing from where? <laughs> Off from the place where the where the boat is. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Renmark, Renmark, ah, South yeah, nice. Australia. Yes, um, awesome. So we're doing, and we're, so, but we're do, we're doing a. a my sister wanted. To, I don't think they're very serious. Like I think that city slickers are a bit like your, your friends. Yep. they're not very seasoned travellers because they want to break up the seven hour road trip into two <laughs> two, two days. <laughs> two days. Two oh, well, geez. two days. You know, having an overnighter somewhere. Uh, yeah, seven oh, hours and to be too far. Uh, me, me and my uh, me and my youngest we were, <laughs> got in the car 
up at 11 o'clock the other day and 500 kilometres late. <laughs> <laughs> just, just a little, little zip around the countryside yep. for a couple of hours. Yep. And there's my sister's out. Oh, it's seven hours. I, Should we better do it over two days? I, I remember my dad telling me that his uncle, who he'd never met until my dad was in his, you know, 60s, uh, came out to Australia and was in, in Bruce Rock, which was a little town I grew up in in Western Australia. And dad said, oh, we'll take you down to Hyden and you can see Wave Rock. And he went, oh, okay, great. How far is it? And Dad said, oh, no, it's about 180 k's from here. And he said, oh, okay, where are we spending the night? And <laughs> Dad said, back here. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing that in a day. <laughs> well, if you're from England, it's a, it's a lot of travel yeah, in one day in England. Exactly. Um, but, you know, in Australia, for those who don't know, I mean, some of our, our rural properties are so big, seven hours is a return trip just to the post box. That's right. Just your, just your letterbox down the end of your driveway. Exactly. You know? it's, a, uh, it's a long, long trip. Yeah. We're staying at a place called Sea Lake on the first night. Okay. Uh, which is uh, one of Victoria's, um, well, one of Australia's designated dark sky sites. Oh, nice. So I might, yep. depending on the, how the weather's looking, I might take a camera and nice. actually take a photo. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, we've had, like, like New South Wales, we've had so much rain here lately, everything is so flooded that, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, it's kind of kind of hard to know um, the, what, what things are going to be like. But we've had so, every, every little stream, every little creek is completely busted its banks. And, yeah. Yeah. Lake Yildon, our main lake, is at yep. 99% capacity. Wow. And they're having to, having to massively release water downstream yep. to, to, to stop it. Yeah. And, yeah. A few years ago, I remember being down at sixteen percent. This is a yeah, a huge, huge lake. You know, yep. I think it's like you know five you know, seventy or something Sydney harbors or something like that. Wow! You know? uh, so it's got a lot of water to fill up. So yeah. we've got a ton of water. I was up at I don't know if we've done the podcast since, but I was up at uh, on the Echuca Moama border yep. a couple of weeks ago, and uh, that was all massively flooded there. We've had tons more rain since. So yeah, right. Interesting to see what the ripper's going to be like for the old houseboat. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that's, I'm looking for that. Take, maybe take some photos and, yeah. Nice. Bit of rural stuff and see what happens, yeah. Sensational. It's, uh, a bit out of my comfort zone taking photos, but we'll see, see, how, <laughs> see, how, I, see how I take to it. Yep. See if I like it. Cool. And uh, my, uh, I remember, uh, did I last say I was going to Adelaide to do a talk? Uh, I don't recall. So I was supposed to be going to Adelaide to do diamonds uh, for um, they have a, a camera day. I was doing a talk ta- a talk on travel photography for uh, Tamron. Well, it's had to be cancelled, I'm afraid, after oh. two years of trying to get there because um, I finally got my hospital date. So, oh. and, and it's four days before the Adelaide oh, thing, and they're worried kidding. that whatever they find is gonna yeah. Well, don't t- don't tell my trouble and strife. It was supposed to be what day is it today? It's the uh, it was supposed to be today. <laughs> And you yeah. pushed it back. Push back because it's gone the houseboat. But I forgot by pushing it back that it's now a couple of days before she has to go to, to Queensland for a work oh, trip. No. So now that she's stressed about that, so I've, <laughs> I've, I've made life better for myself but worse for her. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, that's, oh, that's October six. So uh, this could be my last podcast. We'll yeah. yeah, we might, might well squeeze one more in beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. But, uh, Excellent. Yeah, so that's, that'll be good. We'll, we'll get some some answers hopefully, and because I've been I've been I've been a bit unwell this last week, I must admit. I've oh, been that's not, no good. Not, 
not good. Probably at my worst, I've been probably since the crisis that took me to the hospital for doctors in the first place. Right. So it's too uh, too much loud rock and roll, mate. That's the problem. Well, it could be too, <laughs> just just too much doing anything. Yeah, it just seems to be the case. Since two thousand five, Shutters Inc. has been a labour of love, but beyond the time required to produce it, there is also a financial commitment. If you find value in the podcast and would like to help keep the servers running, hit up the Patreon link, which is in the show notes. Even a couple of dollars a month will help. Much appreciated. Now, back to the podcast. Now we've waffled on for half an hour. Should we just go or should we talk about some photography stuff? Uh, we'll talk some photography stuff. Okay. Uh, David Marland, I don't know if you've got yeah. the email. I did get there. I didn't read it. Right. He said, oh, hi, oh, guys. It, should I be, should I be um, well, you should. You should at that? least look at the photos. Put it that way. I'll okay. read the text for you. Okay. Thought this I'll might be a good topic of it. discussion to show just how far the everyday photo processing tools have come in a few years. While going through and rationalising my enormous catalogue, I decided to play around with some of my older, 2007, digital images using new versions of the software to see what differences there may be on the end result. 0213.jpg is the original RAW file simply rendered as a JPEG taken in 2007. Church1.jpg is the final version as processed at that time. 0213.edited.jpg is the same RAW file photo edited in 2022 using this year's software. I make no claims to be any good with Photoshop or other software, nor do I claim this to be any sort of top-notch photo, but I reckon this shows the difference 15 years of development has brought. Uh, and then he goes on with some background, which we won't bother reading. But yeah, I I have long maintained the same thing, you know, that one of the reasons why I shoot RAW is for exactly this reason, that your ability to process, so what you know as an end user, as well as the state of the art of the software, is constantly in flux. And you know, I, I have gone back with Darktable and revisited images that I shot 10 years ago and have got much better results, and particularly in the area of noise reduction. Yeah. You know, that is, that's an area that has improved massively, you know, where the, the noise reduction that existed in software 10 years ago is just, oh, it's like Flintstones compared with what we've got today. So, yeah. I can't see the photos, so I'll just take your word for oh. that significantly better. Okay. Well, I will put them in the show notes along with, uh, along yeah. with David's that's text. That's not going to help you, is it? <laughs> no, no, it's not going to help you. <laughs> Uh, Paul Sutton sent us a whole bunch. The Picon camera is a 3D printed interchangeable lens camera built around Raspberry Pi. Now, I haven't read the story, but I'd like to know what they do for the lenses because I don't think you want to be 3D printing your lenses. Hey. So well, I'm, I'm sure know. you can buy the lens glass in a kit of some description yeah. and then mount that into whatever it is that you've 3D printed. But, yeah, pretty uh, novel concept. Build your own camera. Yeah. It takes, takes um, screw mount lenses. Oh, okay. And cool. 42 mount stuff. So. Ah, fair enough. Oh, so you could just use a UV filter as your front lens. <laughs> <laughs> Just lose the lens cap and make a pinhole camera. There you go. Uh, Luxury car maker Pagani unveils $110,000 large format camera. I'm not sure why a car manufacturer would be (laughs) releasing a medium or large format camera, but there you go. Makes you wonder what what, 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 what what is the motivation. There's only 75 of them. 
Right. They're going to be made, yeah. But and, and, and the, the first 30 yeah. of them are offered exclusively to people who've who bought their car. Now, yeah. if you have a look at the kind of car that these guys build, <laughs> and then you have a look at this type of camera, I'm not sure that there's really a the correlation. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the camera weighs almost five kilos. Yeah. Maybe without lens. Yeah. You know? And has no. And, and the film must be loaded in the darkroom prior to use. Yeah, and there's no such thing um, as autofocus or manual drive, uh, motor drive. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, yeah, I don't understand. It, it doesn't why. seem like a match made in heaven to me. <laughs> we should look at uh, uh, some of the comments on. Pixel, of course we should. One, finally, someone catering to my needs. Leica special editions are so common. Scraps for the plebeians and trolls. Uh, uh, cam- it's a camera that shoots film, not analogs. <laughs> or is it anal logs? Analogs. Um, if you want to have a laugh, check out the unbelievable image quality of the sample photos on the announcement page. <laughs> Proof, if we're needed, that an expensive camera doesn't automatically make you a great photographer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, I did, in one of my articles coming up, I, um, I, uh, there's a photos from the old space shuttle. Yeah. Right? And, um, which, which particular space shuttle? Oh, there's, there's, the ones that blew up a lot. Right. Um, <laughs> But but someone's put a comment in the in the in the comment section. It just goes to show it's not the camera, it's the space shuttle. <laughs> it's obscene that the rich spend their money on these things when there's so many hungry people in the world, or maybe I've just lost my sense of humour. Gordon, I think I think you maybe have just a touch. Uh, just oh, I thought, yeah, this, I've got to say I'm pretty disappointed with the comment section. I mean, it's it's um, just not as hilarious as you were hoping. Well, I mean, what, what are they thinking? I mean, they, they, it's like they haven't even tried, frankly, Bruce. I find rich people hilariously dumb. They hoard their money like it's the most important thing in the universe. Then when they die, they leave it all to their pet poodle. Yes. <laughs> the only possible conclusion is that rich people are sociopaths who hate humanity and most likely themselves as well. But it sounds like they like poodles. Yes. And, it's not, and this is not for that. This is obviously not for that kind of person. If you're hoarding money, you're not buying a hundred and ten thousand dollar cameo you'll never use to go with the Pagani. Yeah. You don't have to drive. Exactly. Yeah. Next. Next. Apollo moon photos painstakingly remastered in stunning high definition. Uh, this was on Petapixel. Funny you should mention because I, I went down a rabbit hole uh, on that space shuttle thing yeah. about um, uh, about fake moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Uh, and then the, the last one from... Uh, sorry, no, second last one from Paul. A closer look at some of Queen Elizabeth II's favourite cameras, because she was, of course, quite a, an avid photographer. Well, she's not anymore. Not anymore, no. She's no. Uh, kind of gone a bit cold on it. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, she... Uh, I don't know what. Mind you, the problem with the handshakes on there, the unsteady hands have has been solved. <laughs> not You're much at all anymore. <laughs> so uh, apparently, she no, liked her likers. Uh, we should. We should. Uh, I know she's not. It's, it's, she's a polarizing figure and monarchies and all that kind of stuff. But uh, incredibly powerful woman, and uh, and yeah. I, I must admit, to, I did watch. The, the, I did quietly pop on the funeral and watch it for seven hours. Oh wow. 
So I saw a whole seven hours from, from you know, it felt like from birth to death of that long damn thing took. But uh, you watched every minute of the thing, you know? Yeah, and, right. Um, yeah, it was, it was, because uh, yeah, it's history, yeah? you got to, yeah. regardless of your, your viewpoints of the person, you're, you're witnessing history. So I even yep. made the kids watch some of it. Right. Know, just to say, hey, you know, remember you were there when. Yeah. Because you know, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's someone who's now passed into history who will be remembered for having a back of a head licked by millions of people. <laughs> Excuse me? Stamps. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going up licking the back of her head like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Mum or Mr. Baby have to lick her head twice a week. <laughs> Uh, I, I I think we are uh, blessed to have lived during her reign. I, I think she will probably go down as one of the most respected monarchs in the history of the British Empire. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I feel like during her time there was great stability within within her own family as well as you know everything oh, else. Like, then killing the princess, yeah, well, and, and, that, the, and the and the and the yeah, the kitty fiddling and the, <laughs> uh, the 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 ones they quietly shipped off to the to the insane asylums because of the inbreeding and uh, right, okay, the divorces, <laughs> uh, the affairs. The I want to I want to be reborn as your underwear. Uh, what? Yeah, no, it was a, that's just off the top of my head. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, and, the, and as she would have said, we are not amused. <laughs> and the last story that Paul sent us was uh, one about the guy, uh, Steve Sasson, who invented the digital camera. Wow. Um, yeah, so that link will be in the show notes for anyone that wants to have him? a look at I have no idea. I haven't Is he read dead? It. I haven't read it. I don't know. Did he die? I did as much research as you. Did he come back to life? Which would be even more. <laughs> He's not uh, Jesus. <laughs> what do you got no, on your no, list? So, so it looks like a good bit of history of the uh, of the um, of digital for those who yeah. are inclined to. I'm just cool. looking through. Uh, it was a long, fairly long article, and uh, the comments. Great article. Someone said. See, there we go. Gee. Oh. <laughs> And then, of course, then straight away, somebody else came out with the digital camera before him. <laughs> oh, there's always one. Of course. Oh, that was you. Uh, what have I got on my list? I don't know. What do I... No, I, um, Tamron's releasing a 225 to 750 mil lens for Fuji. Wow. Well, it's, 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 uh, well, that's a full frame equil- uh, equivalent focal value. So the 150 to 500. Right. That was made for Sony. But this is not, 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 not that this Tamron, what I found was interesting was they've got, they've taken their full frame lens they made for Sony. Right. Reconfigured the back end and, and put it onto Fuji, which is APS-C size. Oh, okay. So they're, they're deliberately, they're skewing, uh, yeah, they're making, making full frame lenses for APS-C, which I thought was quite right. Quite an, an interesting approach to, to stuff. So they're not trying to make a lens designed for the Fuji sensor, but just modifying a Sony yeah. a lens made for Sony size sensor. For, but which is it gives great yeah two hundred twenty five to seven fifty if you're an animal wildlife photographer. Yeah, it's pretty pretty damn good. Um, yeah, thing. good good wildlife lens. Well, seven hundred and fifty mil f six point seven. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, pretty darn good. So, and uh, and speaking of Tamron, Nikon have just released the, about to release the seventeen to twenty eight, which is the Tamron seventeen to twenty eight with a Nikon case on the outside. Right. 
Oh, of really? Course. Are they taking yeah. Tamron's hardware and yeah, just rebadging so, it? Yeah, they're basically just 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 you know, wow. re, re, redesigned the outside, which I thought was was, was interesting. Uh, but and that also because Tamron are also now going into Nikon Z now, so they've expanded into Fuji X, Nikon Z. So you can see where they're directions going forward they're going to put a lot of their a lot of their new releases to it's funny this morning while i was only scrolling on my phone so i didn't get a chance to save the headline but i saw a story in my facebook feed that said nikon's year-on-year cash flow is up 48 percent which wow. which is unusual you know that's yeah. not not the story we've been hearing for the last well, few years so i wonder is it made three dollars last year yeah exactly. and you're making 450 this yeah, year yeah there you go <laughs> yeah. but i wonder is it is it things like taking third-party lenses and putting their own badge well, on not your cost cost to to, to, to bring out new products is significantly reduced exactly yeah um, that's certainly a thing. Whilst flicking through stuff, I, th- I thought this was, um, once again, looking at the col- comments, it was someone talking about um, AI. Elia uh, uh, Licardi, the uh, the Fuji ambassador in America, is a big landscape photographer and right. um, and uh, does you know, tours and workshops and stuff. Nice guy. Uh, but he's come out with his own software. Uh, oh, okay. Which is, which is mostly a plug-in for Photoshop and Lightroom, but it's based on uh, pixel-by-pixel uh, manipulation uh, where it's using AI to recognise the type of scene and adjust automatically. So it's taking away a lot of the mundane adjustments out of yeah, yeah, the, right. the Lightroom, the, the, the camera raw yep. sliders and stuff. But, but looking through the, um, the, the thing, people talk about, well, yeah, I'll just get my AI to to come up with a photo I want. And so it says, one day there'll be no need for a camera. And this is what I thought. I've always thought, oh, soon we'll be able to program in. I want a photo of the of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And it'll go, uh, this camera would fly over there, take the photo and come back. <laughs> That's not so much needed anymore. But the Matrix will synthetically create both the image for you and your memory about taking the image <laughs> and embed these straight into your brain. So there's no need to produce the image on a screen, it'll be straight into your brain. Yeah. But the the kicker, the thing I loved the most was that we, the reason why we like photos often is the experience of taking the photo. Yes. And if if, if it can create the, the thought the memory. of what yeah. the experience was like, then yeah. we're covered, you know. Um, and so I thought that was a, a, a take. There's a take I'd never thought about, which I thought was really kind of cool. Yeah. Now the next one is. Um, when I was looking at the space shuttle stuff, is this guy um, has put together a lot of his time lapse, his, his, his photos of the space shuttle, and put them into um, single images and stacked them together. And uh, the time, the, the, the star trails are just unbelievable. Yeah. So, have a look at uh, photos that have never, never ever seen anything of the likes before. Now, I don't understand how the star trails. Mm-hmm have clearly got a long exposure effect, but they're not smeared. Like, is he pivoting the camera as the ISS is moving? Well, because if the camera was just pointing out at one particular spot Hmm. and the ISS is travelling around the Earth, Hmm. wouldn't the... Okay, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> the, all you have to do is go to the comment section and it's all answered for you. <laughs> of course by it is. Not by the guy, 
but by smart asses who won. But I did. I did. That's why I went down the. But then by following that, I then came across the guy. The guy mentions in his article that, that this other photographer taught him how to do it. Right. And then I went to this this Vim, so this other guy's a Vimeo page. And he's got this 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 video which is just epic right of the space station so it's time-lapse video of the space station going over aurora and star trails and also uh, it's just it is very very cool to look at yeah right well i'll have to check that out after but we finish don't, recording don't read the comments unless you want to get into it yeah <laughs> now one thing i did one thing i was really really pleased with this back in the uh, i think it was the 80s or 90s uh, yeah. this guy went to a depeche mode concert yeah. which in itself i don't know why but he went to but they got there he's a keen photographer and he weren't allowed to take cameras in right so he had to leave his camera yeah. uh, at security and went in but he got the roll of film that he planned taking photos on he strapped his name and, and address uh, uh, around the outside and wrote please take some photos and send it back to me and threw it on stage to the band. <gasps> and the band got it and then they took that and they took it, they filled it with photos and sent it back to him. You know? <laughs> that is and, awesome. Uh, yeah, I thought, what a, what, a, what a seriously cool idea. That you is know? great. Um, and, and so yeah, the, the, <laughs> the story enamoured me so much and it's all there for you. And then I came across a, a, a guy yeah. who's probably the most experienced uh, portrait photographer in the entire world. Wow. This guy's, this guy's done over 500,000 portraits. Wow. Okay. 500,000 individual people because he takes the driver's license photo <laughs> at a really popular... <laughs> yeah, and, but he had some tips on how to get the. It's, so the the headline was uh, DMV photographer perfects process and even has posing techniques. So I thought, well, here we go. You know, who better right. than the world's most most foremost expert at taking photos of people and um, getting. And apparently, this is the way to do it: getting to chin down just a tiny bit, mm. look up a bit with the eyes, and a smile doesn't hurt. Right. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to improve your, your portraits, there you go. <laughs> And that led me down another, <laughs> to another article on license plate photography where this woman received her driver's license and it was a photo of an empty chair. What? <laughs> when she'd got up after having a photo taken, the camera must have triggered again and taken a photo of an empty chair. And the software for the driver's license, or the guy didn't re- realise, just took the last photo taken. <laughs> and she's got this, this photograph of an empty chair on an actual driver's license. So that was that was very Oh, that's so awesome. I liked that a lot. That was good. So that was it. That was uh, all my stuff. Fantastic. So I looked some stuff up this week. That's it's, it's like yeah, it's like professionals or something. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, mate. So when is your hospital date? Uh, October six. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So well, maybe maybe we can try and get in. Uh, so what we should do? We should record uh, two episodes uh, just before then. Right. One a normal one. Yeah. And one be saying goodbye. Okay. You know, and then and then we could get listeners to court to write in yeah. um, what we liked about Glenn, right? And you could read them out at the end of it. Excellent. You know? It's like it's like a wake. That'd be a short episode, wouldn't it? Short, very short. <laughs> and now we're going to have fifty-five minutes of silence. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, mate. Well, we wish you well for your uh, your hospital visit. Thanks. Well, hopefully we can get another. What, yeah, what's, yeah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. We, we'll, oh, no, we won't get another podcast in, will we? It's, 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 well, I mean, we can make a special maybe, effort. Maybe we should try. Maybe we should try. Because I don't know if, how I'll be afterwards. Right. Be, 
able to get one in the following week or whatever. So. Okay, fair enough. And I could talk about I could talk about my uh, my disastrous trip on the uh, houseboat on the Murray. Yeah, disastrous. No, so I'm throwing it in there now. Yeah. <laughs> me and my brother don't really get along that well. Right. Yeah. So we're going to be locked up on a boat together. <laughs> yeah, family right. vacations yeah. always fun. <laughs> All right, mate. Well, uh, you have a good one. I will, mate. Enjoy care, enjoy your cruise. Osh. And we'll talk to you when we talk to you. I'll give it the college try. Yes. (laughs) See ya. Bye all. You've been listening to Shudders Inc. For questions, comments and feedback, email theboys at shuddersincpodcast.com. 